Welcome to the Nerd Stalgic Podcast with your host, the Ginger Howdy folks, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Nerd Stagic Podcast. I'm your host, Luke. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're all good. Um, today's going to be an interesting one. It might be a controversial topic, um, mainly from people that had a bad um, a, a reaction to uh, the game. I had a bad reception. Um, but I'm going to try and keep it as positive as possible because I had a positive experience with my time playing this game. Um as you can see from the title, today's topic is Fallout 76. I recently jumped back into it and I decided that I wanted to um, talk about my time, talk about uh, not just about the time I've had and the joys and the negatives I've had, um, but also kind of shed new light on the game since all its new updates. You know, giving the game a second chance, you know, um, I, as I feel like... The, all games and all things should be given a second chance. Everything should have um, another opportunity to be enjoyed, to be loved. Just because they came out broken the first time around doesn't mean that you can't somewhat find find some enjoyment from them later on. But before we get into that, I just want to say a few things. First of all, a bit of business. Um, thank you again to World of Books for sponsoring this episode and sponsoring this show. Um, the wonderful people at World of Books has given me a promo code, uh, which is NERDY10. That's N-E-R-D-Y-10, all higher case. Use that at checkout and you get 10% off any and all purchases you make on their store. So thank you very much for World of Books. Also, uh, you can follow you can follow me on Twitter at nerdstagic underscore pod, and also I would be greatly greatly appreciated if if you listen to this on YouTube, do this do this now while you listen to the video. But if you listen to this on Spotify, um, please like, subscribe, and follow me on um, YouTube. It really 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 helps me so much. I've recently reached. Uh, 52 subscribers, which I know isn't a lot, but when you consider that I'm not really doing video content, I'm doing audio content, and it's a podcast, those are pretty big numbers, to be honest. So, um, you know, it's all good, and it's all sort of very, very, um, very positive. So, 52 subscribers, we're doing great. Let's see if we can get to sell at 55 before Christmas. Um, slow, slow uh, I'm seeing it as small wins. So, a lot of people have big, like, sort of like goals of like, I want 100 subs or I want 1,000 subs. It's like, great. I could get there eventually, but I'm not going to get there within time. So I want a more realistic. So my realistic goal, my realistic small goal is see if we can get to about 54, 55 subs um, before the end of Christmas. And then we'll, from there, we'll, we'll rank it up another five subs and we'll go to 60, then 65. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll go up in fives and we'll just, you know, small wins. Um, so, again, if you listen to this on uh, YouTube and you haven't already, if you listen to this on Spotify, please go and subscribe to my uh youtube uh, channel uh, the nerd stage podcast just look for my flaming face and you'll find me and all my videos all my e episodes videos whatever you want to call them there so that is all the business side so um it's time for a bit of a story so let's get ready for it so let's get a big breather breathe in gonna be a big loud one story time Yes, that's a new thing that I'm doing now. Um, I'll be honest, I stole it from Shrek 2, the game. Anybody who's, who played um, 
Shrek 2 on, on the PlayStation 2 or the Xbox or Dreamcast or any of those sort of, uh, not Dreamcast, GameCube, um, you will know that there was a moment in, in the game whenever there was like, you had like a boss battle, um, you'd play a Shrek or Fiona and Donkey, it would always come, hero time! And then from there, you know, you would defeat the boss and then there'd be the next level. Great nostalgia. And I, and I kept watching sort of videos and um, of people playing Shrek 2 because I, I was just fascinated with the game and I hadn't played it in so long and I was watching gameplay and I was thinking, oh, that'd be a fun thing to have. So I've kind of stole it and changed it around for story time instead of hero time. And, um, you know, it kind of adds in with the whole thing, what I'm doing here, you know, the whole nostalgia and the whole sort of nerdy sort of things of it. So uh, that'll be doing from now on. So whenever I, I tell a story, you will hear me go story time. And then now, now then you know that, you know, the topic. So, um, as I mentioned, it's time for story time. Uh, this story time is my reasoning behind this episode as why I decided to jump back into Fallout 76. And to be honest, it's not a long story. It's, it's, it's quite simple, really. Um, the fundamentals, the basics of it, was that I came to the realisation, because I've watched a lot of... I'm, I'm a big fan of Bethesda. I've been following Bethesda since um, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. And that was my first sort of like real sort of introduction to them on the 360. And they kind of blew me away of like, if anybody who played like like the any like PlayStation 2 or the original Xbox or Dreamcast, GameCube, whenever you played those sort of games, you just knew what sort of games you were playing, how they would look, how they would feel, how they would play. Even when you played on, on the more powerful PlayStation 2 and the original Xbox, they still had like that. All the games were very sort of linear, and even the open world games were very sort of basic and and but advanced for the time, but still quite basic nowadays. And I remember transitioning from those or consoles and games, moving on to the Xbox 360. And I remember my dad got Oblivion, and when I first played Oblivion, obviously it's set in a cell. I'm very much used to it. The game looked beautiful. It looked gorgeous. The characters looked amazing. Obviously, you play Oblivion now, especially the faces. Everybody looks like they put grease and Vaseline all over their face. They look, they look so smooth and waxy. It's horrible. But, you know, back during the day, that was amazing. And then I remember going through the, the sewer level because every level has to, every game has to have a sewer level. I don't know why, but every game has to have a sewer level. Otherwise, it's not gaming. So we go through the sewer level. And I remember when you first get out, it's like when you first get out of the vault in, Fall, in Fallout 3. It's that same sort of experience when you first get out the sewer level and you just set free on the whole of Tamriel. And it's like, bloody hell. You know, I was like, wow. I was just amazed. I literally could go. This had this huge map and I could, if I wanted to, go anywhere. You know, it, and it's and I, I don't think even now I've played Oblivion multiple times uh, as a kid and now as an adult. I've still got my copy of Oblivion and, and all the bloody uh, side because Remember expansion packs? You didn't buy them digitally. If you wanted to buy an expansion for a game, it was a separate disc. I've got all the, the separate discs for the expansions for Oblivion. Like I've got um, uh, Shimmering Isles, which was a great one. I can't remember what the other one was called. Um, I never bought the horse armor, but uh, I do remember it. <laughs> but that but that's sort of the thing. is like I haven't seen all of the map of Oblivion, but like it was just that wondrous of like this is gaming, this is what gaming can be, this is what next gen can be, this is what the the power of the next console can be. So I've always been a fan of Bethesda. They've always blown me away. And then I remember when I played Fallout 3 for the first time, again, same sort of idea, same setting and build a character. I'm in the vault, uh, Vault 101, and then we go through the vault, and then we find out that my dad's left. Now the overseer basically wants to kill me. So I've got to fight my way through and eventually 
I get out the vault, and now I'm in the in the wastelands, in, in the in the DC, in the downtown DC area, and then boom, again, it's that same reaction of like, oh my god, wow, and it was the same with Fallout Four, and it's the same with like with Skyrim, but Skyrim was was a little different because you was already out in the open, um, it just had that long sort of introduction to that, that game, like that, I love Skyrim, but I I don't like replaying Skyrim from the beginning because of that long taking forever piss take of an introduction like it was great the first first two three times but then eventually it's like all right come on i just want to get into the game and do all the quests um but that's what i love about bethesda games it's just that you know if every game that they made despite obviously all obviously we all know the the issues that the fallout games and the creation engine and how like they refuse to update it and the same books books there's books the same bugs and uh, glitches and all those sort of things you know are constant in every single game that they make because they use the same engine and they don't buff out the the bugs um i find it funny and i think most sort of bethesda fans find it funny but then you can see when most other like normal sort of non-huge uh, bethesda fans will kind of get a bit sort of uh, tired of the repetition of the run into the constant bugs in every transition of the game. One of my first, my, my favorite ones is um, the big, uh, it's like the, I, don't, I can't remember what it's called. There was a name for it, but I've had it happen to me a few times where, especially in Fallout 3, or Fallout 4, where I've jumped into some power armor and the power armor's disappeared and I'm just naked and I'm just, I'm, I'm huge and I'm just like in a big T pose and I'm walking around like a monster. Right, I, it's happened. It's only happened a few times. Like it's it's not a rare. It's, it's it is a rare occurrence. Like it's it's not something that happens constantly. But when it does happen, it, it's it's funny. You know, I find it hilarious. And I, you know, if I'm doing if I'm in a mission, you know, then it's a bit of annoyance. But it's only ever happened to me when I've not been in a mission. When I've just been like using um, the crafting system and building my my base and trying to make it look sort of somewhat cool. Um, otherwise, you know. I don't really run into it during missions. So it's not a game-breaking bug. It's just kind of those things that it's like, it's a small little hindrance. It's like, oh, that's funny. It's annoying, but it's not bad. I'm, I'm used to it now. I don't mind you know, reverting back to it, like, you know, the um, last checkpoint and then sort of carrying on where I got to. Um, you know, so these little things, they, they come and go. And this is just, for me, it's the joys of playing a Bethesda game. You know you're going to run into these things. You know you're going to run into these quirks. Yes, you wish they wasn't there. But when you run into them, you're like, oh, it's, it's like an old blanket that's a bit pissed on. You know what I mean? Like, it's not nice. And you don't really want to wear it. But you're like, oh, it's comfy. You know, I've had it for years, you know. Um, it's one of those things, you know, it's like a pissy blanket. You know, it's not nice, but like it's home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but... The reason that, coming back to the point of the reason why it all adds up to Fallout 76 is the fact of, you know, I, I follow them on YouTube, I follow them on Twitter, and they did a video basically saying that uh, the next game after Starfield, which I'm quite looking forward to, and it's a shame that Starfield was actually meant to be released on the 11th of November this year, has been pushed back to next year and probably going to be pushed back. Hopefully not. Hopefully next year it does come out, but it might get pushed back further. We don't know yet. Um but Todd Howard basically made a video and he said that um, after uh, we have done with um, Starfield and we've done all the updates and stuff like that, the next game coming out will be Elder Scrolls 6. Um, not, not, uh, is Elder Scrolls 6 or 7? I think we're on... I want to say 6. Anyway, the next Elder Scrolls game, that will be the next game. And then they would make make another Fallout game. So now what you've got to imagine, we are currently in the year 2022. Um, Starfield's not going to get released till 23. Now... I would imagine they're already working on Elder Scrolls. So that game's not starting off 
after. It's they're probably already in pre-production at the moment. Um, so what I would imagine would be from my my experience of, of game design in university would be that they would work on Starfield and its expansions from for 2023 and around about 2024 and maybe a few updates you know after that but those sort of updates would be smaller sort of updates you know trying to fix bugs or things or add sort of free updates to the game you know constant sort of you know free additions as they do with all their other games um and then you would probably find uh maybe 2024 2025 uh you'd it might be the release of the new outer scrolls and then obviously all the expansions coming out for that. So that could be again 2025, 2026, maybe moving on to 2027. Meaning that we potentially won't see another Fallout game till 2027, 2028. Now this is all speculation. This is not anything that they've said. This is just me making kind of an educated guess. Um, I hope I'm not right, right? Because you know I'll be in my almost my 30s. I think I actually will be almost 30 by the time the the next Fallout game comes out. You know. And it was that revelation that really sort of tipped the scales for me of like, I don't want to go without not playing any more Fallout, any new Fallout, should I say, um, for that long. Now, Obsidian, who made the wonderful, incredible um, Fallout New Vegas, they said that they would be not they would be up for doing another Fallout game, but it's up to basically microsoft to, to let them really but they would happily come back and do another fallout game whether it be fallout new vegas 2 which i would love but at the same at the same stage i would also love them to go somewhere else mainly because i love the lore of fallout and i i love the vaults and i love all the different parts of the of the united states that we've been to so far but i would like to see you know a um i don't know i'd like to see i'd like to see what florida's like you know what I mean? Like what, what, like uh, Fallout Florida or like F Fallout Miami, which I know there's an expansion for Miami. But like, I'd like to go somewhere that's different, somewhere that's not in the hills, somewhere like on the coast. You know, like a seaside sort of town, like New York. You know what I mean? Like Fallout New York, something like that. Um, like I would be against if they did Fallout New Vegas too. I wouldn't be against that. I'd be actually very quite for it. But if they came out and they went and they went somewhere else, I'd be up for that too. But again, that's up to Microsoft. That's to Bethesda to decide. Uh, so we don't know as of yet. So as far as we know now, we probably won't see the next Fallout game from Todd Howard, from the Bethesda team, till about, again, 20, 2027, 2028, um, which is upsetting. Um, and that's basically why I decided to jump back into Fallout 76, because I I was like, despite all the, the issues that I, that I had at launch and before launch, and it's it's had up, up to recently, um, I had a look at their updates, and then I had a look at um, the them doing the new Battle Pass, and then I, I spoke to a few people that play it, and it was all, you know, it all looked very, very positive. But I, I'll be honest, I was on tender hooks. I, I did download the game at one point. I think it was this year, a couple of months ago. Um, and I played it for about an hour. And I don't know, I don't, so part of me just felt off. Part of me just felt was like, no, I don't, I don't I'm not sure. So I played it for a bit. Um, and then I just, I just turned it off and uninstalled it. I can't remember exactly why. Um, and it wasn't until quite recently with the revelation of they're not potentially not going to be another Fallout game for a while. Um, but there was also a special video 
which I want to sort of highlight and I want to mention here. Um, it was made by IGN and it came out. Ooh, hold on, it came out on the on the twenty second of October, twenty twenty two. It was done by IGN and it was like an inside story. Now I, I wish and I hope that they do more of these. But it was called the Weird and Wonderful Fans Still Playing Fallout seventy six. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend going onto YouTube and giving that a watch. Um, it's not a long, long video. It's about 30 minutes to an hour. Um, and it's just a small sort of like documentary about the people that still play it. Um, and I thought, I, I, you know what? I'd give it a go. I want to see what type of people are playing for that 76 because if it's weird and wonderful, it's up my alley. Because I am also, I would like to think I'm quite weird and wonderful as well. So I figured I'd give it a go. And it was, it, I was blown away about the different types of people. There was, you know, for example, there was this whole sort of clan, this whole sort of community of cannibals that you know again as the name implies they're cannibals but they they set traps throughout the inside the worlds that they're in so that people can go in thinking they're getting a, a prize and then they get you know barbecued and killed you know um there was a traveling theater company that you know does shakespeare you know what i mean there was stuff like that. there was people that was doing courier services so like um i haven't got that far into the game and obviously i talk it when i get around to the review but there was like people that do these big high level bosses and kill these high level enemies and get these special legendary weapons and apparently again i don't remember i, I haven't really experienced it myself i'm only going off what i saw on on the video but there was these people that were scamming others for their weapons and not get giving them their money or basically trying to trade weapons with them but since as soon as they've tried they would leave without paying so there was like trusted courier services set up so that they could be mitigators so like You'd have the two people, the two sellers, and then you'd have the middleman in the middle who who basically uh, the the stuff would be traded to the the middleman, and then the middleman would then trade it to the other person. That way, you can't guarantee that like, if I give you a legendary weapon, you're not going to piss off and leave. You know what I mean? You you know you you're going to there's going to be that transaction. Um, apparently, it has to be all hush hush because Bethesda doesn't like the idea of people trading and or and of all these legendary weapons and all that. So it's very hush hush. But uh, you know. It's really cool and interesting that there are still people out there, not just playing the game, but fully role-playing, who get into the whole point of a um, Fallout game that is, in all intents and purposes, a multiplayer game, you know, a co-op game, a game you play with friends. Um, and I'll be honest, when I first heard about, you know, Fallout 76, I was hyped because, again, new Fallout. And then when it was multiplayer, I, I, won't, I won't lie. I was like everybody else. Being, I was a bit sour. I was like, oh, are you sure about that? Um, and again, I was on the fence for a very, very long time. And again, with all the sort of bugs and issues that have come out with it, I was like, oh, God, nobody, I bet you nobody's playing this game anymore. This was a bust. This, this was a failure. And then, you know, I watched this video and I realized it actually works. Now that all the updates are out there, there's actually communities out there. There are actually people still playing Fallout 76. Because that's one of the things that I was worried about would be the fact of this game, whole whole point of this game is that you can play it on your own, but it's it built to be experienced in a group. So I was worried that I was going to play on my own and it was just going to be me on my own, which for most people, you know, um, that's the Fallout experience, and that's the Fallout experience for me. I'm used to being the Lone Wanderer. I usually always am the Lone Wanderer whenever I play Fallout. I don't always have a companion. I like to be on my own because, again, Fallout 3 and Fallout 4, they're built, and like Fallout New Vegas, they're kind of built to be played, you know, as the Lone Wanderer. For you, you are the Lone Wanderer. You are on your own. Um, 
you can have a companion if you want, but those games are built from the ground up for you to play single player. Um, and then when you play a multiplayer game on your own, it's some. I've, I've had it before in the past where I've been on my own and like like Destiny. You know, most of my friends we play Destiny with on on the Xbox One, and a lot of them transferred over to like PC and PlayStation when Destiny Two came out. So again, I was left playing Destiny Two on my own, and eventually I just gave up with the game because it was no no fun. Um, so I've had that experience before. And then when I saw that so many people were still playing, and then they were having just the the most fun. Like I love the idea of I I like, I'm not a big fan of Shakespeare, but you're telling me that I can go watch a Shakespeare a Shakespeare play in Fallout. You better fucking believe I'm going to you know sit and watch. You know it, it just fascinated me, absolutely fascinated me. And I was like, you know what? That was the straw that broke the camel's back. That was was like, you know what? I'm going to go experience it. I'm going to go play this game. And that's it, really. That is, is story time. That That is basically why I decided to get into Fallout 76. Now, um, before I get on to the uh, next part, I'm going to take a break because um, the next part is going to talk briefly talk about the controversy behind this game because I don't feel like I can properly talk about Fallout 76 in a positive way until I get rid of all the negative, until I get until I at least mention the negative parts of this game, this series. So I'm going to give that its own section, uh, which will come up in a minute. Um, so I'm going to take a quick break. And then when we, when we come back, we're going to talk briefly on the controversy behind this game. So um, I'll see you in a minute. So here we are at the negative side of Fallout 76. Now, um, I was trying to kind of compile a list of all the sort of negatives and a lot, basically a lot happened um, with the before this game came out and after this game came out. And I'll be honest with you, I just I couldn't find the time to put it all together. So I managed to do some bit of digging and I found uh, this article that somebody had put together called uh, Beth Bethania Arts. Um, called the Fallout 76 Controversy Timeline, last updated in January 2020. Uh, it, this was this was started in the 25th of January 2019, and it was last updated in January 2020. So it's not exactly up to date, up to date. Like, um, But I didn't want to spend all my time talking about every single controversy. I wanted to talk about the most poignant. And the most poignant ones happened from 2019 to 2020. A few more happened, you know, 2021 and quite recently but um i feel like as time's gone on and they've started to kind of really fix the issues with the game and really started to get to grips of what this game is should should have been and is now um we've actually had less controversy from there and i think more people have kind of the people that love it play and enjoy it, and those that hated it and had an issue with it have moved on now so um a lot of that sort of issues with it have kind of like tapered off which is good so this is a list that I'm not going to go into great detail. I will kind of mention what they what happened and then we'll move on. Um, and I might talk about it a bit in depth uh, with them um, a bit more. But this is basically the timeline. So May 2018, the announcement of Fallout 76. Bethesda announces Fallout 76, but the rumours surrounding it being an online survival RPG makes fans nervous, especially since the Fallout series is known for its single-player campaign. Bethesda also gets cocky by taking pre-orders for the game, despite only releasing the teaser trailer. October 23rd, 2018. <sighs> 
Fallout 76 Paul Bear foreshadows what is what what was to come on October the 19th 2018 Fallout 76 retcons the Brotherhood of Steel law on October the 22nd 2018 Bethesda tries to tempers players expectations of the game's uh, beta nonetheless players won't weren't pleased with what they experienced the game lacked a lot of what made Fallout what it was not to mention players started to realize how awful of a game uh, engine the Bethesda's crazy engine was for creating games uh, then you've got November the 14th 2018 Fallout 76 release is a disaster poor critical reception poor sales and drama um, on the the problem of the Fallout 76 beta went forward into the game's full-on official release um, on October, November 19 players launched so many nukes that it crashed the game server I remember that one that was a funny one on the same day a, go a guy destroys his local game shop for not being able to return Fallout 76 on November the 21st 2018 Fallout 76 discon discontinued significantly uh, bleh, discounted significantly by 33% despite only being out for a week uh, on November 25th, Bethesda promised a refund to a fan, but later told him he couldn't get it. On November 27, 2018, Bethesda was being investigated for deceptive refunds policies with Fallout 76. November 28, Fallout 76 canvas uh, duffel bag issue. The canvas duffel bag in the in the the, the canvas book duffel bag in the $200 uh, Power Armor edition. A Fallout 76 is replaced with a cheap nylon bag, uh, insulting players even further. Bethesda offered 500 atoms, which is five dollars of in-game money, um, to disappoint uh, disappointed players. The best part was that players found out that you couldn't even purchase an in-game version of a canvas bag with the 500 atoms, given because it only it costs 700 atoms, so you couldn't even buy the canvas bag in the game because they didn't give you enough atoms to buy it. It gets better though. Um, on November the 30th, 2018, people found out that influencers got free Fallout canvas bags by Bethesda. So if you paid the 200, you got a crappy nylon. But if you was a um, a influencer, you got the real thing. And I just don't think that's very very fair. December 2016, Fallout. Uh, December 16th, 2018, the Fallout 76 patches break the games even further. December 16th, 2018, Nuke Dark Rum. Buyers of the Nuke Dark Room product were being deceived into believing that the product by Bethesda and Silver Screen Bottling Company would be a recreation of the in-game bottle, but it turned out that the, that the room was placed in a regular room bottle and encased in a plastic shell of a replica of the nuclear, Nuka Dark uh, Room bottle from the game. December 2018, Bethesda reveals a holiday greed with microtransactions. December 26, 2018, uh, Bethesda bans players and tells them to write essays. January the 1st, 2019, Fallout 76 starts the new year with bug nukes. January 12, 2019, discovery of the secret developer room. January 24, 2019, Bethesda sells premium 76 leather jackets for $276. January the 30th, 2019, Fallout 76 brings back, uh, brings back old bugs. Staying true to their nature, Bethesda reintroduces bugs like the heavy bobble pins bug that was previously fixed. Uh, February the 11th, 2019, stores desperately try to get rid of Fallout 76 copies, but nobody wants to buy them. 
I didn't even want to buy them, to be honest. Even when I went to my local Asda, and I think they were selling it for a fiver, I still wasn't going to buy it. I said that I would never play Fallout 76 unless it was free. And when it did become free on Game Pass, even then I had to think about it. Um, which kind of says a lot. Like, I'm only in January so far, you know what I mean? I've only just got to February 2019. And this is, you could tell, this is, you could see why myself and a lot of other Fallout fans and um, a lot of other mainstream fans just didn't want to know about this game because there's so much controversy. So we've got the February, February the 11th, 2019. Stores desperately try to get rid of the Fallout uh, 76 games. I've already mentioned that one. Um, February the 19th, 2019. Bethesda breaks their um, cosmetic-only promise. Bethesda introduces the unstoppables, costumes that give players an in-game advantage, despite Bethesda's initial promise of cosmetic-only microtransactions. February the 20th, 2019, Bethesda bans player with over 900 hours in Fallout 76, which clearly has to be Fallout 76's most dedicated Fallout 76 player, gets banned for, for carrying too much ammo in the game. They clocked 900 hours in Fallout 76. April the 8th, 2019, Bethesda adds pay-to-win repair kits to Fallout 76. June the 3rd, 2019, Todd Howard admits they knew the game was in a sorry state before release. In an interview with IGN, Todd Howard admits that Bethesda team knew that Fallout 76 would have bumps. This means that even though Todd should have known that the game wasn't ready for public release, they still went ahead and launched the game anyway to consumers. July the 17th, 2019, Fallout 76 gets broken again. September the 11th, 2019, Fallout 76 Atomic Shop items angers a community, keeping up with adding even more gameplay affecting microtransactions. Fallout 76 has new items in the Atomic Shop to dig into the pockets of players. September the 13th, 2019, Fallout 76's junk bot being sold to players despite originally being in the base game. Fallout 76's junk bot sparks controversy as it was apparently taken from the base game and is now being sold to players for $5. September two thousand uh, September twenty fourth two thousand nineteen Fallout seventy six helmet uh, recalled due to mold the most uh, recent fiasco uh, recent for the time uh, at the time of writing is the Fallout seventy six red power armor helmet from GameStop that was recalled on September the nineteenth due to major health risks of mold I remember that one. Um, I remember uh, somebody that I knew had bought the Power Armor edition and was worried and panicky because he'd worn it a lot of times and he'd worn it for videos and stuff like that. that he was worried that he he had mold and it came out that it was just the GameStop version. So he was happy because he was all well and he didn't want to get rid of his helmet, but he would have if he, if he had to. So I remember that one. That was a, a big fiasco. Um, October the 23rd, 2019, Fallout 76 introduces Fallout First, a premium $100 annual subscription for the, for the game. Fallout 76 now has a recurring membership service called Fallout First, which gives players exclusive items, private servers, 16,050 items per month, a survival tent, flash uh, flashpoint. This will cost a player a nice sum of $13 a month or $100 um, a year. Unfortunately for players, there are numerous problems plaguing the servers at launch, including issues with the game scrap box making players items disappear and in a hilarious turn of events a player purchased the the first the for, uh, fallout first domain 
falloutfirst.com as a fuck you to Bethesda. The final icing on the cake is where Fallout 76 players who bought the subscription are being targeted by non-subscribers. Considering buyers, considering buying the subscription only serves to encourage Bethesda's greedy tactics, I dare say it's prob- pretty understandable why this is happening. November the 1st, 2019, uh, Zenimax, Bethesda's parent company, has to give Australian customers a Fallout 76 refunds for misleading them. November the 8th, 2019, Bethesda customer support ban support bans players for trying to improve or fix the game. December the 10th, 2019, 76 patches breaks weapons and armor. December 18th, 2019, hackers break Fallout 76 by spawning items and stealing from other players' inventories. And that is all it goes up to. Now, obviously, there, there's much more after that. Um, but that is as it was all the way up to December the 18th, 2019. Now, I know that we're in 2022 um, and there was a lot more. But that kind of gives you a taste, a flavor of the controversies that they had. And obviously, I'm not going to go into full detail about them. I know I've already been talking to, about them for about 10 minutes now. But I just want to mention that they did put me off and I feel like they put a lot of people off and like a lot of other games I've had major controversies it gets to the point where um, a lot of people just want to walk away because if it keeps breaking some people want to stick and fix it but for a lot of people and understandably they just decide that it's time to to move away Um, you know for example you know I'm a big fan of Bioware and I'll play any game that Bioware makes and, and produces and I remember Anthem I pre-ordered Anthem. Now, I don't pre-order games anymore because I've been burnt more, loads of times. The last game that I pre-ordered that actually worked on release and I loved and enjoyed and it is one of my the best games I've ever played was Metro Exodus. I pre-ordered that game. I got it day one. Loved it. Great. Fantastic. You know what I mean? Um, but I never sort of thought about anything else other than it's Bioware. Bioware knows what they're doing. Um, Anthem will be amazing. And then, obviously, pre-ordered Anthem, get it day one. Tons of con- tons of issues, tons of bugs. Um, the game was basically, you know, broken. Um, I got burnt really bad. Um, it got to the point where, like, I still kept playing it because I believed in Bioware that they would fix it, that it would be the game that they promised. And in the end, that um, basically what happened with Anthem was that Bioware basically went, we're dropping the game and we're moving on. Like, we're gonna, we're not going to support it anymore. Um, and it was the same with Andromeda. Uh, I bought uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. I loved it. I enjoyed my time with it. I, I really, really enjoyed that game. Granted, there were a few bugs. And a lot of my achievements didn't pop, so I had to play the game a second time to get my achievements. But that's fine, because I enjoyed the game the first time around. I didn't mind playing it two times. I think I played it about three times now in total, um, all the way through. Um, but again, it was one of those issues where they dropped it. And that's what was worrying for me, was the fact of, I would like to play another Fallout game, but with all the controversy that's going around, and all the issues, and all the scummy microtransactions, which I don't like microtransactions, I wish they weren't in, in gaming. Um, I don't like loot boxes, I don't like anything like that, but that that's how the gaming market is at the moment, that's how a lot of games are, so you kind of have to deal with them, or not, or don't deal with them, and don't play any games, you know what I mean? So, for me, it was very much the fact of, I would like to play another Fallout game, but I just don't want to because it just feels scummy. It just doesn't feel Fallout anymore. Um, 
But luckily, you know, Bethesda decided to stick with it, decided to that they would continually um, support Fallout 76. They would try to fix it. Yes, they did a lot of scummy things in the meantime in my transactions and Fallout first and all this, uh, you know, garbage. But eventually they got round to actually making it get to the point where it actually works. It actually is decent. You know what I mean? And it is. You know, I would say from my experience, which I will hint on when I get round to the review in, in shortly, was that it is a lot better now. I, I've, you know, and I feel like I enjoy it, ma- enjoy it more now than I would have if I joined when it first came out. You know what I mean? And that's just. Um, that's just how I feel when it, in terms of, in terms of, um, in terms of Fallout now is the fact of I just I'm glad that it's it's in a better state, you know because I I I generally was so disappointed every time I, I found it funny at first but then it, it it came to disappointment when you heard all these things come out and it was just like I don't want to play this game even if it was free I don't want to play it and eventually it came up for free on Game Pass and I still didn't play it for a long time. And if it wasn't for um, talking to uh, Bethesda saying that they weren't going to make another Fallout game until, you know, potentially 2026, 2027, maybe further than that. And if it wasn't for friends telling me that who have played it and show me how much they've enjoyed it. And then finally, it was that um, IGN sort of video where it, um, they were talking about the weird and wonderful people still playing Fallout 76 and all the updates I'd seen and them doing sort of... Um, the operations where you get to go into the pit now and the nuclear nuclear world that's going to be releasing soon this december um all these things put together was like you know what i'll give it a go and i'll be honest with you despite all the controversy and all that i am glad i finally decided to jump back into fallout 76 because i have greatly enjoyed myself and i would and you know that's a good transition because now I'm going to get onto the review and I'm going to talk about nothing but positives about my positive experience with Fallout 76. I just wanted to get the negative side out of the way um, because they, I feel like, again, if you're going to talk about Fallout 76, you, you can't not help have to mention some of the controversy. So I wanted to get a lot of the big ones out of the way first. And now that that's out of the way, we can go into Fallout 76 and we can be positive and we can... Um, talk about my my time with it and i'll be honest i've had a whale of a time so without further ado let's get onto the positiveness shall we right so how we're going to do this is we're going to do this in stages so i've written some bullet points um and i'm just going to go from each bullet point do it that way um because i felt like when one of the biggest issues if you follow me on twitter you you might have seen was that I, i basically hit a wall with this part of the review because I had a lot of things I wanted to talk about and I knew what I wanted to talk about. I just wasn't sure on the structure of what to talk about, what to talk about first and set middle, second, third, fourth, fifth, middle, end and all that jazz. So I wasn't sure on how to structure it. After a lot of thinking and a lot of sort of actually putting the game on and just playing the game a little bit longer and trying to figure out um, where, um, where I stand and what I need to talk about, I think I've managed to kind of get a good foot in on the structure. So we're going to do it in structure. We're going to do it um, one by one. By one. Um, I've named each structure so you know which one that, which one we are and what we're talking about. And hopefully from here, let's see if it works. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, then we have a really good introduction and a crap end. So <laughs> we will see. Um, so the first one is my first initial feelings um, of the game. So 
I'll be honest, I, I, I wasn't sure what to experience when I first booted the game off when I started playing it. Um, I knew how the game started. I knew that you're going to start in, in Vault 76 and that from there, would you leave that, you know, the world is your oyster. You know, you're in Appalachia and then go explore. Um, so I, I wasn't know, I didn't know how to feel going in. I just knew that, again, it was a fact of a lot of people still play this game, so I won't be on my own. Um, but they will be... Um, what's the word? There's, there was a word I'm looking for. They will be... Um, Oh, God. There will be things, that's it. There will be things for me to do. There will be um, still be story things for me to do. Like, I, I just didn't know what to expect, but I just knew that there was going to be people and that I weren't going to be on my own and it wasn't just going to be the lone wanderer in a server built for multiple people, but just one. You know, that very lonely, I'm so lonely. You know, that sort of thing. I, was, I, I didn't want that. Um, and that's not what I found. Because when I left the, left the vault... Um, I started exploring Appalachia because when you're in the vault, you know, you, you're given the basics, you're given your Pip-Boy, you're told how to use it, which again, if you played a Fallout game, you know how to use a Pip-Boy boy now. Um, then you get given your camp system where you can actually build camps, you can build bases, that sort of thing. You're given that and then you kind of pat it on the back and say, go forth and prosper, basically. And then I started exploring Appalachia once I got out the vault. And I, I instantly was just like, wow you know blown away again it was that another moment of I was like wow this is huge granted very much i was i was on the fence of on a second everything is a bit too green you know and i, I know a lot of fallout fans have had that issue as well but appalachia was a fact of you know if you look at the capital wasteland it's a wasteland and then you look at appalachia and it, it's mostly well you start off in the forest it is mostly all green it's not until you get out towards the mining areas and the Rockies and stuff like that, where you get less green and more sort of flatlands and wastelandy. And I think it's because Appalachia itself wasn't, I don't, I, I don't know fully if this is right with the law, but I don't think Appalachia was directly nuked. They were the surroundings around it was nuked. So, um, the greenery can still be there in certain areas, but not in others. I, I'm not really sure. Um, if, I don't know if that's the, have uh, Bethesda's playing around with the law on, on it like that. But I, I was just like, wow, it, it is really beautiful. As I started exploring it, I found other players that weren't there, but I found their houses. Um, and I explored other players' houses, which was really, really interesting. It was really creative, some of the things that people were building. And then when I actually eventually, when I get around to talking about it, the, the really sort of crappy base I made, which I now call home, um, looks really terrible compared to some of the amazing uh, bases and, and little homesteads that I've found. Um, and people have been really, really nice. Um, well, I say they've been really, really nice. As I explore the wasteland and how I've started meeting the, because what, Fallout 76 has now, they have NPCs. They didn't have NPCs at first. Originally, you'd play the game through audio logs. And then once you follow those audio logs, eventually you'd meet your overseer and you'd figure out what's going on. And then, you know, you'd save the day. I haven't gotten that far yet. I've met my overseer. Um, I've met the I've met the responders, but I've, I haven't really met the responders. I've just met sort of their audio logs. And I'm currently making my way through the responder sort of um, storyline. I'm, I'm, I'm a fire, fire breather now. I went into the mine. I killed all the, um, not they're not called ghouls, the scorched. I killed all the scorched, and then I became a fire breather. So um, I've gotten quite far in terms of the responders. I've kind of forgotten about the overseer now, kind of like I did in Fallout Seven, Fallout Three, and Fallout Four. I forgot about 
you know, my son, I forgot about my dad. I just went off and explored. And I was like, oh, God, I've actually got to do something. I'm going to come back and, you know, go do the main quest. You know, so, again, those old sort of Fallout vibes are back. It's the fact of, oh, I forgot about the main quest. Okay, I'll come back and do that for a bit and I'll go do something else. But that's one of the joys of, of a Bethesda game is the fact if you don't have to do the main quest, you can be like, oh, what's over there? And go over there and have a look. And the next thing you know, you've done 20, 30 missions and then you're like, oh, shit, I actually was meant to be doing something. And then you turn back around and you get distracted again. And for somebody like me who's easily distracted, I'm like, oh, shiny. And I follow the shiny thing in the distance. I don't go where I'm meant to be going. So I was already getting those fall, those fallout vibes, of, you know, the Bethesda game vibes of like, oh, what's over there? Oh, what's this? Oh, I'm going to talk to them. Especially with the NPCs since that update, I think it's helped as well because, you know, again, even though, like I said, I play, I've been playing this game on my own and I've been enjoying it and I have met a few other people, um, but I feel like I enjoy this game more is because of the NPCs, because I have certain places I can go to where I can meet raiders and I can, even though some of the raiders want to kill me, um, I can meet scavengers throughout the, about the way. So it kind of, it's, it's enough where it's like, even though the scavengers don't really say anything, some of them give you sort of hints of locations around, oh, maybe you should go check out this location. And then it gets added to your map, and then you can go there, and you can get scrap, and you can get resources, and or maybe you find another mission. Or some of the scavengers don't talk to you at all. You just kind of talk to them, and they just mumble to themselves. But even so, it kind of brings a bit more flavor into the world, because even though, you know, this you go into servers and you might be in a server that's populated for the people because how big the map is you're not all going to be in the same area you're not all going to meet each other at the same time so it's unless you unless you deliberately go on your map and you go to try and go to somebody where loads of people are you're not going to find large groups of people so i feel like the npc is really sort of filling the world with the fact of where i don't feel so lonely on my own um, where I feel like there are other people, there might be NPCs, but it's still another human. It's not somebody who's trying to attack me. It's somebody who's like also like me, scavenging the the Appalachian wasteland to kind of rebuild and repopulate. You know what I mean? Like the human race is coming back. Um, so I like the NPCs, but I I do want to mention um, as I was exploring through the level, um, I basically found this these these little arena camps, these little things that you can find and you can take over. And I'm not sure the name of them because I, I, I've, I've forgotten the name of what they're called. But basically, you can find these little areas where you can claim for yourself. And when you claim them, um, you can build defenses and stuff like that. And then you get like small little hordes that will come in and attack you and you got to defend them. And if you can defend them, then you get sort of like it's like an event sort of thing. And you get sort of atoms and uh, XP and uh, loot and stuff like that. Um, I've I've claimed a few of these, but I haven't really done anything with them. I've just claimed them for the XP and then moved on. Even though the game keeps telling me, "Oh, if you leave this area, this you'll you'll fail this event." I'm like, I can't be asked to say. I've got a quest to do. I can't be asked. I've just claimed it for the XP. I'm leaving now. But I found this one as I was exploring, and it belonged to another player. Now I didn't know that if because again i'm so used to going into areas and just scavenging through like boxes of finding scrap and finding junk so i can use for crafting layer that i didn't know that if somebody claims an area and if there's any sort of scrap or junk in that area it belongs to that person i wasn't aware of this so as i'm going on i'm going through loot boxes i basically loot one too many boxes i'm guessing and it pops on my screen like you stole from so and so person you are now wanted i'm like am i okay i didn't know what that meant like I, I assume that if I'm wanted, that means that I'm probably like, you know, yeah, I'm. I, they think people can kill me, maybe. I wasn't really sure. Um, so I, I'm going round to the level. 
and I was very naive. I was very sort of like first time vault vault dweller. You know, I went out in the wasteland and there was this guy walking behind me and he was crouching, but like he was cloaked, but I could tell he was there because again, I could see him. And he, I could see him, and he came. He even came on my little radar every time because it was really funny. This guy must have thought like he was next level predator, because generally I would look on my little bar on the bottom where I could see enemies around me and locations and stuff like that, and I would get a ping saying that somebody was there. So I'd turn around, oh look, people, real person, and then I'd see him, and then he would duck down and disappear, and then you'd see him crouch walk through the trees, and I'm like, I can see you, right? But I just kept, I thought, you know, I'm not, I'm going to ignore it. You know what I mean? Like this person's obviously a weirdo. He's doing some role play. I'm just going to let him live out his fantasy. I'm going to move on with my life. Okay. I don't want to judge. Okay. Anyway, I'm I'm, I'm taking damage. I'm, I'm like, so I'm, I'm in an area full of scorched and I'm thinking I'm, I'm in a train yard. I'm, I'm in a train yard near Vault Tech University. And um, I thought there's a lot of scorched here. I'm probably being attacked. So I turn around and this guy's behind me, camouflage, shooting me. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, why? Uh, and then he kills me. And then, okay, I'm all right, fine. And then he steals all of my scrap. Because when you die, you get a duffel bag. And then people can steal all your junk and scrap. that you've... They don't steal your weapons and your and your armor. But they just kind of steal your junk and steal yeah, a lot of um, your scrap and stuff like that. Which was a nightmare. Because I was collecting it to build generators. So I could build a um, water filtration pump at my base you know that's what i was doing it for uh but this guy killed me and i lost it all because i was playing because i was playing during october they had sort of the um spooky sort of season and every day you logged in they would give you a medium or large vault tech supply drop which would basically be full of different sort of supplies screws um nails bits of glass um asbestos and you know stuff like that so you could build stuff for weapons and armor and that sort of thing and i had stockpiled a lot of this stuff and I'd, i was on my way to my little house um to kind of pull it in my stash and so i can start building more things and um the guy killed me stole it all i was pissed off i thought okay fair enough i was wanted he killed me so i've moved on same guy for no reason whatsoever he's following he, this guy's now following me and this guy again kills me again for no reason but at this stage i'm like i don't get why you've killed me a second time because i'm no longer wanted and um i no longer have any scrap or anything you can kind of steal off me but even so um i think the reason the guy killed me was because they were there was these really legendary scorched um ghoul things and i killed about two of them and um whatever they were holding obviously i got to keep the weapons but then he sort of like he must have not been happy about that. So then he killed. He, that's probably why he killed me a second time. And then this guy disappeared. And I never seen it. Saw him again. And I was kind of glad because he was doing my head in. Because he kept following me. But he, he didn't follow his walk behind me. He would just follow me. And whenever I'd find anything that was like a legendary creature, he would either try to kill it first or he'd kill me if I killed it. Right. So that was my first experience with a human. It wasn't a great experience, but it didn't put me off. I was like, fair enough, you know. Um, there are like I am achievement hunter, and there are achievements for killing a wanted player and for killing another player, another player character. The problem is, even though there are achievements for that, and I want to collect those achievements, it's every time I've played this game nearly every day. I've, in, in total, if I look on my Xbox, I've played in total one day and about eighteen hours in total of time I've put into this game, right? And from all the sort of time that I've put into it. Not once have I ever met somebody who's been wanted or have I met anybody who's not been kind. 
Apart from that one guy, which I think he killed me because I was wanted in the first in the first point. Um, second time he was just being a knob. <laughs> but I haven't met anybody who wasn't nice or decent to me. Everybody's just been really, really friendly. And I'll get on to that bit in a minute because that part is, is a bit of a special thing that I wanted to mention, which I will get on to in a minute. But anyway, so that guy killed me. Wasn't great, but I was like, OK, fine. So I managed to kind of scrounge around for a couple more hours to find some scrap. And I went back to my base. I called it Learner Camp 1. Originally, the, the base was by um, an, an NPC tavern, one of the first taverns you go to when you want to meet a lady. It, she's, I can't remember what she's, what she's called now, her name. But she, she gives you a quest to kind of go find buried treasure. And she's kind of having issues with other raiders. If you're a Fallout fan, uh, a Fallout 76 fan, you probably know who I'm talking about. But I first sort of set up tent near her. But, every, but what I found is that's prime real estate because every time I would go back to my the serve to a server, it always pop up on the on the left of my screen, being like, "Sorry, we, you can't place your camp here because somebody else is, is there, so we've had to move it." Here's a free sort of chance to move your camp. So I, I kept getting annoyed that my camp kept getting moved, and in the end, I was like, "Screw it, I'm going to go find a new home." So I did, and I ended up moving my house. Um, down to the I don't north east south west um, southwest end of the map. Still, I love I love the forest area. I love the trees and I love the peace and the calm. But I also wanted a big river, so I could use my water my water purifier and I could sort of grow crops and stuff like that. So what I ended up doing was that I moved. I found my way down the map to I can't, I'm going to but I wrote the name down, but I'm going to butcher it. The Kanawa Nuka Cola plant. I think that's how you sell Kanawa. Kanawa. I don't know. Americans are weird. Uh, I'm sure the American who lives in Appalachia would tell me that I'm saying that wrong. It's K A N A W H A. Nuka Cola plant. I love Nuka Cola. I love Nuka World. I own a T-shirt that has the uh, pinup girl um, from the Nuka the Nuka uh, Cola sort of advertisement. Um, I love Nuka Cola. I've always been fascinated with the whole Nuka Cola because I used to be a big. I used to really love Coke and Dr Pepper and Pepsi and stuff like that. I don't drink it much anymore, but this is one. Like I'm not really big on brands in video games, but I do like, for some unknown reason, I, I just have a big love for Cappy and Nuka World and Nuka Cola. I don't know why I just do. So I was like, I really like it here. There's a lovely big lake over there across the across the way. So I made myself a little house on the lake and it was a nice little, nice little river cottage, little house. Um, uh, I set up some defenses, turrets, if I remember correctly. I've got three turrets set up because I kept getting attacked by um, by uh, Chinese um, protective Mark One robots kept attacking me. So I, my, that was at my old camp. What I found recently that no enemies spawn in this area. So I still have the defenses up, but I don't need them because I hardly ever get attacked because no one ever comes down here. Like when I say no one, no NPCs, no enemies, and no people. It is lovely. It's lush. It is dead of people. You get. I've seen one or two people, but they tend to walk past me and go to the nuka plant, and they and mostly they go in there while I go in there because I stockpile. The reason I I stay next to the nuka plant not because I like it and not because I'm right across the way from my house is the nucleus is the de defunct nuclear sort of um, nuka cola sign that's that uh, nuka cola but it's a bit damaged and i like that view i like having to turn around see one it's something that i love as well as also looking over and seeing a huge beautiful lake um i also use it to stockpile upon nuka cola and what i ended up what i do i've got a little vending machine in my um camp 
which other players can kind of come to and buy things, I fill it up because I don't use buff out, I don't use medex, I don't use mentance, and it, all these other aids that people use because um, they give you buffs in game. They kind of give you more intelligence or more endurance. I don't do that. Um, I don't because I don't. It's kind of silly. I when I play games, with this, I role play as myself. And I don't like the idea of using drugs and medication and stuff like that. Um, I have to take meds for my stomach, but like that's because I have to. Otherwise, you know, I can't function. Um, but in terms of actually drugs and enhancements and stuff like that, I don't like the idea of them. So I don't, my character also doesn't take them. So I thought I've collected so many of them and I'm right next to the Nuka-Cola plant that what I, what I do now is I'll go to the Cola plant, kill all the Scorched, get XP, collect all the Nuka-Cola bo bottles I could find, Bring them back to my my vendor, stick them in there, and then people can buy them off me for caps. And then I get the caps that people uh, I get ninety percent of the caps that um are sort of people spend. I don't know what happens to the extra ten percent if Bethesda gets them or they get they just go into the ether. I don't know what happens to them, but I run my own little business, my little Nuka Cola business, where people can buy different types of Nuka Cola from me, and other sort of aid and medication stuff like that. And um, and purified water because I make my I get my own water purifier which then purifies the water for me so you know win win. Um, again, it's not much. It, I've I posted a, an image of it on on Twitter uh, yesterday on on the Tuesday. So if you want to if you want to get an image of what it, what it looks like, it looks basic. It's not the most best thing in the world. It's very basic, but it's home and I love it. It has everything that I need. It has a little cooking station on the inside. I've got my bobblehead collection. I've got my my rack for my, my magazines. I've got um, I've got my weapon crafting. I've got my armor crafting. I've got a terminal, so it tells me all, all my daily sort of quests and stuff like that. I need to go check out outside. I've got a little little campfire going. I've got machine guns. I've got my waterproof fire. There's more things I want to add to it in the future, but for now, I'm kind of happy for what it is and where it is. And um, which is which is kind of funny because I had the, I had the season pass for Fallout seventy six, right? And I mean, for, I mean for Fallout four. And I, I loved the story DLC. Story DLC was great. A Far Harbor, one of the best story DLC um, for any game, let alone any Fallout game. But I remember when the Contraptions DLC came out, and I was like, I can't be asked. Generally, it was like, oh, I didn't pay this much money for the season pass for a bit of story, and um, you know, being able to build bases. And I tried it for a bit in in, in Fallout um, Four, but I couldn't get into it. I only did it for story missions when I had to. Otherwise, I just can't be bothered. Um, the only time it actually became interesting was when I used the mechanist um, uh, robot hub where I could build robots. That was the fun one because I used to be I used to treat it like Robot Wars, and I used to try to build my little robots. And I've just fallen, I, I even named one robot Matilda because I'm sad. Um, <laughs> but like I never really got into it, and it's kind of funny how in Fallout Four when it was introduced, I couldn't be bothered with it. And now in Fallout 76, I quite enjoy it. You know what I mean? It's it's come it's become something that I tend to do every. Like, I don't do it all the time, but every now and then I'll be like, oh, I've got enough scrap. I'll, I'll see what more like plans I found out throughout the world. Because as you play through the world, you can find plans, and these plans can uh, give you kind of uh, for food, for example, different types of types of food you can craft, but also different sort of um, constructions that you can build for your base. And now I haven't found many. Um, at the moment, I'm currently trying to save up as many caps as possible so I can get the achievement for having, like, I think, like 10, 10 million, 10,000 or so caps at one time. So I'm currently saving up for that. I think I've got about 2,000 
uh, no, oh, no, about 2,800 and something. So I've got a bit of a way to get before I get to 10,000. But I'm currently saving up for that. So I'm trying not to go to, because I've been to other people's bases. I've also got vending machines and they're doing it properly. They're properly filling it full of like plans and um, sort of clothes and weapons schematics and gun schematics and all that jazz. Me, I'm just selling drugs and Coca-Cola or Nuka-Cola. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm maybe doing it wrong, but um, I've become a little bit of a drug dealer in Fallout. I just realised, oh, God, here you go. Get you high and get a drink. Here you go. You know, you know, you don't want to have too much of that because if you have that drug, it make you thirsty. Here's a drink. I don't know. Oh, God, I just realised I'm a drug dealer in Fallout. That's it. I'm done. Please lock on my door. Lock me away. That's it. But, um... Yeah, you know, uh, as you can tell, I'm having, I'm having a bit of a joyous time with it. Um, but yeah, like, I have thought about going to other people's bases and blind, buying plans off them. But they're so extortionate, like 500 caps for one plan. And I'm like, no, I can't. No, I'm so, I'm quickly saying, like, if it was, if it was like 10 caps, I'm like, oh, okay, I could, I could, I could spend 10 to 20 caps. Like, I'm being very stingy, I know, but I'm trying to do it for the achievement. Once I get the achievement, I'll happily spend the money on them. But as of now, it's very much the fact of, no, I'm all right. I'll wait until I find them in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so there's that. Um, what else? Oh, also, next thing. Um, so I've I built my house. I'm nice and I'm nice and chill. So now I'm going off and I'm doing questing, right? I'm, I'm questing the game. I'm, I'm going around Appalachia. I'm enjoying my time. And I remember when I was doing the Fire Breathers um, quest line and I was going to, I was in, I can't remember. I think, it was, was it Charleston? What was it? I think it was Charleston, around the area where uh, you have to go to go meet the fire breathers, part of the responders quest. And um, I'm on my way to the fire station, and once I get to the fire station, this random guy comes out of nowhere, and he waves at me. Now I I won't lie, this was the second NPC that I met. We already mentioned the first NPC, who was a a dickhead, right? So. I was a bit on tender hooks of like, hold on a second, All right, guy, you're getting a bit too close here. You know, I was really like, it wasn't as role play. I was generally getting into it as if it was like real life. Like if I had played, like if we was in a wasteland for real life and I met a guy, the first person I meet after all that, all the things, all the shit went down. And then the guy literally shoots me in the leg or like, you know, uh, knocks me out and steals all my stuff. I'm going to be a bit wary of people. Right. So when I met this other guy, I was a bit wary of him. He's come up to me. Um, he's put his gun away, right? Generally, this is what the guy did, right? He came up, or it could have been a girl, I don't know, but he came up to me, put their gun away, and uh, they waved at me using the emote, and I waved back, and then they did another emote, which is like a gift. And it was like, you know, give a gift. And I was like, yeah. So the guy, obviously, you could see he put his little pit boy up to his face, and you could tell that he was doing stuff. And while he was doing that, like I was just like in shock of like, because I'd heard stories about Fallout, Fallout 76 players doing this. I didn't know if it was true or not. I just heard the stories where, like, if you were a low-level player, high-level players will seek you out. Or if they don't seek you out, they would, if they find you in the, in the wasteland, a lot of them will generally stop, um, wave at you, and then they will offer to give you a gift, and then they will leave. Right now, again, I thought this was—I'll be honest with you—I thought this was like a fairy tale. I thought this was a bit of a bullshit, really. People, this was people just people being, you know, telling me tall tale, tale tales. But then it happened, and I was just in shock that it was true that this person generally stopped what they were doing, found me, waved at me, was nice, put their gun away to show me they wasn't a threat, and then they give me stuff. And the, what the guy gave me—it wasn't crap. It was like 
He gave me missile a missile launcher, which I was too low level for anyway. But he gave me a missile launcher, he gave me some missiles, he gave me a few plans and schematics for armor and uh, base building stuff. He gave me a few stim packs. Um, you know, uh, what else did he give me? Uh, he gave me some Nuka Cola. And there were some other things as well. I can't remember. But then after that, I sent him a message saying he's awesome and thank you. And then he waved at me, give me a bow. Then he left. And that was it. You know, um, he, he put his thumbs up to say, that, you know, you're welcome. And then he left. And I wrote that guy, I wrote that girl or guy's name down. So um, shiny record uh, 7695. If he listened to this, um, thank you. Generally, it put, a, it put a smile on my face because, again, I didn't think this was real. It hasn't happened since and it might never happen again. But this person for being so kind, who was a high level, like they were high, high level. I think it was like 56, um, 56 or in the, or level 60s. I was like level 17, 18. I was only quite low at the time, but they just stopped, came over to me, gave me some stuff and left. And it was lovely. It was so, it was, it was just nice because it just, it put, it reinstated my faith in people. Not just in real life, but also in the game. The fact of like, you know, this guy didn't have to go or guy or girl. This person didn't have to come find me and help me, but they did. And I will admit that, you know, I didn't use the missile launcher. I put it in my in my stash and I left it there. And it's still there now because I won't ever get around to using it until I think I'm level 45. So I've got some ways until I've got to get around to using it. But this person was just so nice to do that. It just it just really warmed my heart. So again, thank you to Shiny Record seventy six ninety five. Um, you're a lifesaver. Um, it means a lot. Um, now I want to mention what I go on to next. It's going to be a bit more sort of reviewy, a bit more sort of less of my experience. Well, one of them is going to be my experience, and then after that, it's going to be a bit more reviewy. So um, life at level twenty. So I'm currently, as I stand, as a recording this, I'm at level twenty. Um, Overall, I've enjoyed it. You know, uh, life at level 20 is, is all right. You know, I haven't got everything. You know, there's still I've still got loads of quests to do. I'm currently planning to go to um, Fort McClintock and do the basic training there. Um, I've also got I've got stuff to do with the overseer. Now I'm at level 20. The overseer wants to see me again. I've got stuff to do with the responders. I've got that mission at the beginning that I was given, which I've left till now to do the buddy. A quest to go help them find some buried treasure. So I, I followed the quest and I went over to the raiders and I said, I basically convinced the raiders that the woman didn't know anything, but they didn't believe me. So they were like, you know, go back and sort of like, you know, you've got so-and-so amount of time. And then, you know, if you don't tell, we're going to sort of wreck, wreck house, which obviously if I don't follow the quest, that won't happen. If it did happen in real life, I probably would have hustled my bustle and got it done a lot sooner. Um, but I've got that quest to do eventually. And I've got another quest where I've got to collect honey because I've got to go back to the world's largest teapot and have tea with a robot, which sounds crazy, but I'm really quite looking forward to it. I've so far found about two honey. Honey's really hard to find. Uh, I've got 10 to collect in total. I've only found two. Um, so life at level 20 is all right. You know, and where I've left my character, where I left him yesterday while I was doing last minute sort of research while I was writing notes, um, I've left him at my camp by the Nuka plant um i'm enjoying it like i said i am life at 20 fine 
Um, I've got a lot to do. Like I said, I've still got loads and tons to do. I haven't done no big public events. I've, I haven't killed no big scorch beasts yet. Um, I haven't found a death claw yet, but I've, I've gone against other big sort of creatures. Um, super mutants are a nightmare because they're just bullet sponges, which sure they should be, but like super mutants just take forever to kill, even if we're at the same level. It is a nightmare. I've got a few legendary weapons. I'm currently using a legendary. Um, it's like a. It was a snub. A snub forty eight pistol, but I've extended the barrel. Um, it's called the summer summer sun summer summer rest summer sun summer set. Oh, something like that. Gun revolver, um, and basically it ignores fifty percent of a uh, enemy's health. I mean, uh, enemy's armor. So if they're wearing armor, it'll ignore 50% of that and do extra damage. And obviously, because I've been upgrading it as well with a better, better sort of uh, better receiver, so it's got a harder receiver, so it hits harder, uh, does more damage. I've put a scope on it, so it's got better accuracy. Um, it does more damage as well as ignoring 50% of damage. So I think it's only like a level five sort of weapon, um, but it's one of the most powerful one, powerfulest weapons that I own. Um, I've also got a few other legendary weapons that I stuck in my vendor now, I remember it. There was a uh, grenade launcher, which is called the Junkie Specialist, which is you do more damage when you're, addic when you're a junkie, when you're c addicted to um, chems. I'm currently addicted to buff out, which um, I didn't want to be. I had to end up having to use loads of buff out because I was against a high level enemy um, and I needed to basically have enough endurance to get through it. And now I'm addicted and I don't know how to get unaddicted from it. I've, I've tried to like use disease cure pill. That doesn't work. So I'm currently addicted to buff out, which is great. Um, <laughs> trying to figure out how to do that. So if anybody who's listening to this knows how I can unaddict myself to buff out, that'd be wonderful. Um, and that's why I'm selling all the drugs, because after that, I was like, I don't want to be addicted because it's currently affected my... I've got, I'm, I'm, I lose one endurance and I, I lose one perspective. perspective perspection i think um so i'm having to find a way to cure that also also i've unlocked some really cool wasteland wastelander armor um which i which i unlocked through um just playing the game really um but not not i make it sound really really easy now but what they have now they have like a battle pass sort of system which i'm not a big fan of battle passes but like in Fallout, it's it's not so like game breaking. It's more just the fact of the stuff they give you is kind of like what you get is worth it. You know, you get given like you know scrap supplies. You know, Vault Tech um, supply caches. You get given some cosmetic art weapons. You get some cosmetic uh, armor. You get stuff you can use in your base. So like I unlocked recently, I think it was at level twenty or level thirty. Um, of the battle pass sort of thing that they're currently doing, um, I unlocked a street lamp that I can use, and I technically I, I can connect it to um, my generator and it can light up. But I've just had it as decoration. I've just put it on there as like I think it just looks cool as it is. But yet, sort of things like that. So I, I unlocked those. That is what I unlocked a backpack, a level. Uh, I think it was I don't remember what level I unlocked a backpack, but that's been really helpful because I'm carrying so much scrap and junk with me that that weight adds up. So now I'm having to carry a backpack on me so I don't over encumber myself, which I've been over encumbered more times than any other Fallout game ever played, um, which is a nightmare. But at the same stage, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a pack mule, so I carry so much. Um, I've got little sort of trinkets I can stick on the back of a backpack. I've got a backpack cosmetic, which is like a weird cat. Um, which I don't wear because it doesn't fit the this, the sort of cosmetic armor that I'm wearing. The backpack I've got kind of suits it. Um, 
but I look pretty badass. I'll post a photo um, soon about how I look at the moment. But um, I've still got the ginger hair. I'm still wearing the black rim glasses. I've been wearing the black rim glasses since I found them in the vault. Before I left the vault, literally there was like a pair of glasses that was black rim. was like, I wear black rim glasses. So it just suits it. I've been wearing them ever since. But um, yeah, life at life at level 20, it's not bad. Obviously, I've still got a long way to go. And I know I'm not like high level. Like there are tons of, I've, I saw that it was a guy in, in a server with me the once. And he was, I think was like level 200 and something. You know what I mean? So I'm low, low, low level. I'm not really a big, I'm a, I'm a small fish in a huge pond still. You know what I mean? But I feel powerful. I, I feel badass. You know what I mean? I feel like I, I can go and do high level sort of missions, even though I probably can't I'll get destroyed. But I just have that feeling that I can. You know what I mean? Um, On to the actual review part of it all. Um, As for the world and story and factions, um, the world's interesting. I love Appalachia. I love the idea of, being in the hills, the country road, take me home to the place I call them, you know, West Virginia. You know, I like that sort of thing. I, I like that. Funny enough, this is the first Fallout game that I've not put the radio on. Usually every Fallout game, I'll put the radio on. I'll listen to the radio because I like, I like old music anyway. And I love the music that they have in Fallout, especially when you listen to the radio. But I've been so sort of enamored by the world even though granted there are moments where the game engine does fail me even though i'm playing on an xbox series x there are moments where the game engine does fail me and there will be certain moments where like um you can tell that the, the lighting tries to work but then the lighting doesn't properly work or some sort of um uh there'll be popping of graphics and stuff like that and things will disappear and reappear like it, it, it doesn't happen a lot but like there will be certain moments where like the graphics you know, aren't great but Overall, the world is, is very beautiful and, and the background music is quite nice. That I tend to just leave the radio off, especially when I'm walking around the forests of Appalachia. I haven't gone anywhere other than the forest, really. The first I've gone away from the forests is around the mining area where I did the Fire Breathers um, quest line. But apart from that, I ran straight back to the forest because I just feel co more comfortable and safer in the forests. I, I have been meaning to go... To, I have been to the where the Mothman Museum is. I haven't been in there because it's full of cultists. So I haven't got around to actually going and exploring that city yet. Um, but I do want to do... And there's loads of things in the forest area that I want to do um, before I, I end up moving out. Because I'm, I'm a completionist. I like to... I like to take each area and properly go through each area like as it's meant to be. Like I'll go in this area and I'll find all the locations in this area and I'll, I'll empty every location of all their stuff in this area and then I'll move on. Obviously, you can't do that in Fallout 76 because every time you empty them, as soon as you leave them, they refill the ne in the next server. So they'll always restock themselves because that's just how it has to be because of a player. If, it's, if it wasn't, everywhere would be empty because, you know, everybody would have emptied them as stuff. So you know, I haven't gone out, got out the forest yet, but where I am of what I've experienced, I've really enjoyed it. Um, story's interesting, uh, but I'll be honest, I don't, I don't focus so much on the story. Like I'm fascinated behind the responders. The responders, I like the idea of after the bombs fell, certain people got up and was like, no, we've got to rebuild and we've got to help people. And we've got to teach them how to, how to do sort of bushcraft, how to uh, filter water, how to cook food, how to help themselves. And, at the same stage, we've also got a battle against the Scorch because the Scorch are going to be the reason why humans can't settle in Appalachia. You know, so I love the lore there behind the factions. That's the only other faction that I've really met at the moment. I haven't met the Brotherhood Steel. I haven't read the, I've met the Enclave yet. I haven't really met anybody else. Oh, I've, I've met the cultists for um, the Mothman. But like, 
I haven't really met met them. More just I've had like passing sort of acquaintances with them of like as they've tried to kill me because I'm in their area. Um, I've had a few raiders, but again, I haven't really met enough of them to really say anything in terms of story and them. But like, I like. I'm interested to see where it's going, you know, in terms of the Overseer and trying to stop the Scorched and all that. Granted, the story's told through logs. And I'll be honest, I don't really read the logs on computers much. Um, if there's an, if there's a hollow tape, I'll listen to the hollow tape. But in terms of actually reading sort of uh, logs on computers, it's not. I can't really be bothered. You know, if it's a few lines, fine. But if it's like a couple pages. I'm like no. I know people. There are people who who play like Elder Scrolls and who who will read every single book that they find. I don't. I just can't bother. I love to read, and I love. I'm a big avid reader, but like I just can't. In a, in a video game, especially a game like Fallout, I just can't bother to sit and read um, certain things. So I'd rather be like, okay, I get the. I, I'll I skim. All right, I get the gist of what you're saying. All right, I'm going to move on with the quest now. Um. So next is well, what's next for me? Well. What's next for me with Fallout 76 is that I'm going to continue playing. I'm going to continue exploring Appalachia. Uh, like I said, I'm only at level 20. I'm not that high level. I'm still a small small fish, big pond. Um, there's still a lot more for me to find. There's still a lot for me to do. There's loads of achievements to find. Um, you know, even though all the things I've built in my base, I still need to get 100 objects uh, built in my base before I can get the 100 achievement. I haven't even got the level 25 achievement yet. You know what I mean? So... In terms of achievements, I've got a long way to go. In terms of actually doing stuff in the game, I've got a long way to go. Um, it's a it's a life service sort of game, so it's one of those where it's constantly being updated. So I could afford to not play for a while and then jump back in later with new updates or like a new battle pass or new season or whatever. Because like in the December the fourth is the Nuka World se season starts. So again, if I don't play after recording this, then again I can start a new season. And continue from there um but overall what's next for me is just playing more fallout and that's the long and short of it i'm i've enjoyed my time with it um i'm having a whale of a time people are nice so far people are friendly um i am hoping to uh, one of my hopes is to meet more people that play fallout on the xbox and hopefully get experience that the sort of um, multiplayer aspect of fallout because like i said at the moment i've literally i've literally been playing on my own um i haven't i have been asked by other people in the servers to join them but every time i've every time i've been asked it's always been quite late on the night and i'm a bit too tired to join anybody um so i haven't really done it but like i would like to sort of join some people on the xbox and sort of uh, experience the multiplayer aspect of it maybe even do these big sort of siege siege bosses sort of things these big scorch beasts maybe when i get to a high level um but apart from that you know my next my next goal is just to play more really just to experience it just to enjoy it and i'm hoping i i have i have mentioned it to a few people that i i've spoken to on 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 twitter who play fallout still is um there's going to be a um a chris i think it's christmas carol i think they're doing uh fallout 76 um which is basically that, that traveling fear to company that I was on about that i think they're hosting a christmas carol um in fallout 76 sadly they're doing it on playstation so i can't go join the server and watch them play um live sadly but they're going to do a twitch stream so I'll, I'll i'll probably just jump on the twitch stream and watch live so, but um 
I would like again in the future to, if they ever go on Xbox, to kind of sit and listen to them on Xbox, you know, to kind of join one of them servers and just to sit in the audience and just to watch them perform some Shakespeare. Because again, it makes no sense Shakespeare and Fallout, but at the same stage is when you actually watch the video and you watch them do what they're doing, it works and it works very well. You know, so I like, I like that. You know, I like that that idea behind it. So I am looking forward to that and there are a few other things that I want to do and with this game and I'm overall I'm just if I had to give you my overall sort of ending thoughts I'm enjoying my time of Fallout 76 I never thought I'd ever say that but I'm generally enjoying my time with it granted if I had bought this game day one I would have been very pissed off of it and I probably would have put it to the wayside and not wanted to come back to it obviously as I mentioned all the controversy and all the issues that this game's had very much warranted as a why a lot of people have decided to to basically throw the towel in and leave and i get that but one thing i will say to a lot of people is the fact of if you have the free time because i know it's a lot it's a live service game that it's one of those where you have to basically dedicate your life to kind of get the best things you have to play it constantly to get the most out of it it's not just like putting in sort of like call of duty like and playing a few matches and leaving, like you generally have to put your life into these into this game to get the most out of it. And for a lot of people, I understand they don't want to do that because they're very busy. But what I would say, if you manage to find the time to do that, Fallout 76, especially if you've got Game Pass, it's free on Game Pass, it's free on Xbox. If you've got the Game Pass, you got you got Fallout, you've you've got Game Pass. Check it out, give it a go, give it a play. You might not like it, you might not enjoy it. But I just recommend just to give it a go. You know, I did, and it, it worked fantastically for me. It might work fantastically for you. It might not. But again, it's one of those that you don't know until you try. So my overall thoughts, my overall ending thoughts, was that if you haven't played Fallout 76, give it a go now, right? See how you enjoy it. With a lot of updates that have come recently, a lot of things have been fixed. Uh, the battle pass is not too in your face. Um the sort of levels, the sort of world's interesting, the story's interesting, the people are nice, the people are weird and wonderful. And, you know, it's just fun. It's something to play when you want it. The way I see Fallout 76 now for me is it's a game I play when I want to relax. You know what I mean? I don't want to be stressed out by constantly having to, you know, play really high octane sort of games like you know i'm currently playing through death death loop hopefully trying to do a review of that and that game's like the whole sort of lived i repeat aspect of it is really sort of doing my nutting you know when i don't want games like that where i'm really really sort of annoyed and really sort of like trying to figure things out if i just want a game where it's like simple quests great story great great world you know great sort of world building and, and sort of level building and actually being able to build your own base and stuff like that and actually live in this world of Fallout, actually being a part of the Fallout, actually being a vault dweller. Um, yeah, I would recommend giving it a go. That's my, that's my overall ending sort of opinion is just to give it a go. See how you feel. And if you like it, great. If you don't, at least you tried. You know, So that's my thoughts of Fallout 76. That's my return to Appalachia. Um, I'm hoping to play more of it in the future. Really enjoyed it. Um, and hope you folks enjoy this episode. So we're going to go now to the end. So we'll wrap up nicely. And um, I'll see you at the end. All right, guys. See you in a minute. And here we are at the end. If you stuck to the end, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. So 
what was your what your yeah words that Luke? So what's your thoughts and feelings? You know, do you like Fallout seventy six? You know, are you on the fence about it? Because again, I know there's going to be a lot of people out there who are you know who've seen the controversy, who basically swore off this game and was like, no, I will never play Fallout seventy six. If you're one of those people, that's completely fair. Um, did I change your mind? Did I not change your mind? Are you still playing Fallout seventy six? You know, all these sort of questions. I want to know, you know, so let me know on Twitter at nerdstagic underscore pod because I want to know your thoughts and feelings. I want to I want to see what people feel about 76. Like, I know how I feel. And I know I've spoken to other people who also still play for Fallout and are big Fallout fans who still play for 76. And I know how they feel. But I wonder how the average play- player feels. You know, are they put off with the live service? Are they put off with all the controversy? Are they just put off because they're just done with Fallout? Or they've never liked Fallout and they were like, I just don't want to give it a go because it had bad history so whatever it is you know let me know on twitter also um you can find this uh, podcast on spotify you can find it on anchor you can find me on google podcast you can find me on amazon music podcast you can find me on audible you can find me on youtube at the nerd Sergeant podcast just look for my flaming face um also if you listen to this on spotify don't forget to give me a star rating if you go into my profile you click the star button if you click on the stars it gives you the option between five stars and one star, five stars being the best thing you've ever heard in your life. One star basically being Vogons doing poetry, absolutely vile, want to kill yourself, you know, horrible, right? Um, so wherever you feel like it's fair, one to five stars, please do let me know. And um, yeah, you know, thank you for sticking to the end, if you have stuck to the end. Um, I've got my secret code of the episode. This secret code is, um, oh, what should it be? Because I haven't really thought about this one. Ah, tell you what. This can be really, really random. Nothing to do with Fallout, right? But it's going to stand out, right? So today's secret code is going to be Hear Me Raw. Uh, don't ask me where that came from, but I just, you know, sort of came to my mind. So that today's secret code is going to be Hear Me Raw. As of recording this, I haven't had anybody get back to me yet of any sort of secret code. So either people aren't listening to the end or people aren't bothering to do it. But I'm going to keep doing it anyway, because why not? Um, and yeah, so thank you very much for what listening to today's episode. I greatly appreciate it. Um, and I will catch you in the next one. So I have been Luke. Um, you've been listening to the Nerd Stagic Podcast. And I'll see you in the next one. Okay, guys. Bye-bye.